starting at verse 16, Acts 17. I have a different Bible, so I don't know the page number. <laughs> it's uh, entitled, In Athens. While Paul was waiting for them in Athens, he was greatly distressed to see that the city was full of idols. So he reasoned in the synagogue with both Jews and God-fearing Greeks, as well as in the marketplace, day by day, with those who happened to be there. A group of the Epicurean and Stoic philosophers began to debate with them, with him. Some of them asked, What is this babbler trying to say? Others remarked, He seems to be advocating foreign gods. They said this, because Paul was preaching the good news about Jesus and the resurrection. Then they took him and brought him to a meeting of the Areopagus, where they said to him, May we know what this new teaching is that you're presenting? You are bringing some strange ideas to our ears, and we'd like to know what they mean. All the Athenians and the foreigners who lived there spent their time doing nothing but talking about and listening to the latest ideas. Then Paul stood up in the meeting of the Areopagus and said, People of Athens, I see that in every way you are very religious. For as I walked around and looked carefully at your objects of worship, I even found an altar with this inscription, To an unknown God. So you are ignorant of the very thing you worship, And this is what I'm going to proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands. And he is not served by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. From one man he made all nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he's not far from any one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. Therefore, since we are God's offspring, we should not think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image made by human design and skill. In the past, God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands that all people everywhere to repent, for he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. When they heard about the resurrection of the dead, Some of them sneered, but others said, we want to hear you again on this subject. Thus far. And our text is verse 23. For as I walked around and looked carefully at your objects of worship, I even found an altar with this inscription to an unknown God. So you're ignorant of the very thing you worship. And this is what I'm going to proclaim to you. 
Dear congregation, do we know God? What are we looking for in a God that we can depend on? We read in Acts that the Athenians had all kinds of gods, all kinds of idols to worship, even one that was there just in case they forgot one. Is that different from today? Are we worshiping the gods of imagination? As Paul was walking around and sees the inscription of an idol that read, to an unknown God, this well-learned man of God then explains that you have to have the knowledge of God before you can worship him. So, while I was walking around the city of Lacombe, I noticed a long line of cars waiting by Tim Hortons. I wondered if this was some kind of God, as without coffee the people couldn't survive the day. Then I drove past the car dealership and wondered if a new car could be a God. Everyone needs one, and the fancier it is, the more it needs to be worshipped. I continued my tour around town and came upon a section of the city that contained huge mansions, houses bigger than a YWAM house, and built with multiple garages. A question came to my mind, wondering if these people worshipped their house. And then I drove by Crana Lake. I don't know if you have driven by there. And I spotted this assembly of metal all welded together. And I stopped and wondered what it was. Was it, an, it was an architectural design to make you do exercises. Is there also a god of health in the city that is worshipped? How many individual gods does a person need? Let's use the example of the seed that farmers plant or we plant in the garden. It is planted, and we need the god of rain to water it. Then we need the god of the sun to make it grow. Once the plant is growing, we need the god of fertility to produce seeds. And then the wind god to spread the pollen. And then the god of the insects to prevent diseases. And finally, the god of harvest. You can have so many gods that you may forget one. So what kind of god are we in need of? Some qualities that we need to consider are infinite. A god that lasts forever. Not one that is here today and gone tomorrow. We also need a god that is wise. That knows the human heart and how the body functions. Because we need air to breathe, food to eat, and digest. And we also need a merciful God, as we're all sinners. And along with mercy comes compassionate and love. We want a God who knows our name, one who is everywhere present. We should not have to go to a Pacific mountain or a church or a wailing wall to be assured of God's presence. And we also need a God that heals us when we're sick and wipes away every tear. Revelation 7, verse 17. We also need a God who can see. Idol gods have no sight. They can't hear. They can't think. We also need a God who can love and have emotions. 
Can a stone or idols made of silver or gold or wood laugh or cry? We like to also have a God who can speak. And several times in the Bible, God declares his word to the people. Several modern-day gods like to control our lives. The God of computer games and the internet, expensive cars and machinery. Can we live a single day without alcohol or drugs or think about money? A material needy world we live in. The God of diet and exercise takes hold of many as new mini gadgets are being invented to keep keep people spending to stay fit. There are many people who trust in exercise tools and diet to strive for the perfect body in today's world. The early death rate for healthy ones is higher because they don't need a doctor. Their God is themselves. Genesis 3 verse 5, Satan says, For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you'll be like God. Man has since the fall been trying to control the universe, trying to manipulate the weather, and to discover the answer to long life. And verse 24, The God who made the world and all things in it, because he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in man-made temples and is not served by human hands as he needs anything new. Rather, he gives life to everyone, breath and all things. God is not dependent on sacrifices that man brings to him as he needs nothing, as God is the source of life. There are four ways that we can know God. Through creation... The world and everything in it is made by God. And this fact is made known to us by reading the Bible, realizing that man himself could not and cannot do even such a small thing as make a flower bloom. Providence. God rules. He is in control of the wind, the rain, all aspects of nation boundaries, And the kings of the nations are under his rule. He sets the temperature of the sun and the brightness of the moon, the orbits of the planets, and every heartbeat. Thirdly, we need to search. We need to seek God. We need to know who made us and the world so that we can worship and honor him. We need to know that God exists as he is omnipotent. God's ability to do what with power. He controls all power. He's omnipresent. Everything, everywhere is immediately in his presence, in the past, and what will be in the future. Omniscient, eternal, he was there before creation. What idol can replace or even take a small part of God's personality. And fourthly, God's presence. Once we acknowledge that God is our creator and rules the creation, we need to come to the conclusion that God is everywhere. God's presence is with us each. For in verse 28, 
we live and move and exist. We have, we have Jesus, the Son of God, with us, with us every moment of our lives. And he is Emmanuel God with us. And he promises in Hebrews 13, verse 5, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. This is a very comforting promise, as no other God has ever made this promise. Now, we have a God that meets all our requirements, and there's one outstanding attribute that he has. He has love. Yes, so great a love he has for us that he does not want any of us to die the eternal death. He sent his only son to redeem us from sin. And no, no idol can do this. Timothy 1 verse 5, For there is only one God and one mediator between God and mankind, Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all people. Do you still worship some unknown God? Then let the word of the Bible convince you. The one true God that made and loves you. I'm going to read. I know we've uh, gone to a few funerals in the back in the past, and they read from Isaiah 40. But I will read some of those verses once more. I'll pick and choose a few. Verse 12 to 15. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, or with the breath of his hand marked off the heavens? Who has held the dust of the earth in a basket or weighed the mountains on the scales and the hills in a balance? Who can fathom the spirit of the Lord or instruct the Lord as his counselor? Whom did the Lord consult to enlighten him and who taught him the right way? Who was it that taught him knowledge or showed him the path of understanding? Surely the nations are like a drop in a bucket. They're regarded as dust on the scales. He weighs the islands as though they were fine dust. Verse 18. With whom then will you compare God? To what image will you liken him? As for an idol, a metal worker casts it, and a goldsmith overlays it with gold, and fashions silver chains for it. A person too poor to present such an offering selects wood that will not rot. They looked for a skilled worker to set up an idol that will not topple. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood since the earth was founded? He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth, and its people are like grasshoppers. He stretches out the heavens like a canopy and spreads them out like a tent to live in. To whom will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. And verse 28, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, 
the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. This is a real affirmation that we know our God. We know our God. We have, we know where our living and where our being is. And all those worshiping the true God say, Amen. Now we'll...